Welcome to the Student Transition Podcast. I'm Scott Morrow, Associate Director of Strategy at the Florida Consortium of Metropolitan Research Universities. This podcast is produced by the Florida Consortium, whose membership includes Florida International University, the University of Central Florida, and the University of South Florida, and we're supported through a generous gift from the Helios Education Foundation. Great way to start our podcast, uh, kind of get the business out of the way. And now I'd like to introduce our executive director, Michael Preston. Thanks, Scott. I'm Michael Preston. I'm the executive director of the Florida Consortium of Metropolitan Research Universities and host of the Student Transitions podcast. We're excited for this week's topic, student academic coaching, with our guest, Dr. Jenny Sumner of the University of Central Florida. Dr. Sumner is the assistant vice provost for the Division of Digital Learning at UCF and is a member of our Consortium Transfer Success Network. Jenny's been a good friend of mine for many years, and we partnered together uh, to think about and research transfer success on another project many, many years ago. But now we're back uh, together, hanging out, talking about uh, how we're going to integrate a lot more academic coaching into the work that both our universities and the Florida Consortium, as well as our state college partners, uh, happen to come about in the um coaching world. So welcome, Jenny. We're glad you're here. Thank you, Michael. I'm excited to be here and congrats on the podcast. Yeah, you're you're our first guest. So, you know, <laughs> things are a little rough, you know, you'll know exactly why. But I think we're going to be just fine. I've been practicing my podcaster voice. How do I sound? You sound great. Absolutely great. How do I sound? Am I okay? Absolutely. We we both have clear, uh, crisp voices as all podcasters are supposed to. So I like it. Well, we're going to take a little bit of time just to give the audience an idea of what our format is. Every week, we're going to have a guest, and uh, with that guest, we're going to sit down and talk for you know a few questions about something that they have an expertise on, as well as discuss uh, maybe some consortium-level ideas associated with it. So, Jenny, if you're ready, we're going to go ahead and start off with the first question. I'm ready. I'm excited. Let's go. Well, first question is going to be the most obvious one. Tell the audience a bit about yourself and your work at UCF, including how you got into this particular work with coaching and, uh, you know, as part of your career history. Uh, thanks, Michael, for the question. You know, I don't know if our podcast is long enough. <laughs> um, the way that I got here, it's it's been a fun journey. It's been a roundabout way type of a journey. Um, but I am a product of UCF. Um, I myself was a transfer student, which I was excited about. Um, I transferred from the College of Central Florida, our partner up in Ocala, and moved over to UCF, transitioned into the university, and got my undergraduate degree here. And just really loved the culture, really loved the, the academic setting. So I ended up getting my master's and my PhD here as well. Um, from there, I transferred over into the faculty realm and uh, was privileged enough to serve as a program director for a couple of different programs. And then in 2013, I was introduced to um, my fabulous colleague and really a visionary in the in the transfer space, Pam Cavanaugh. And she's the one that introduced me to transfer student success, transfer student challenges, barriers, and uh, what we could do as an institution to really elevate uh, the transfer experience, number one, but then also really impacting the success of transfer students, uh, number two. So I very much appreciate the the work and the 
vision that Pam Cavanaugh brings to the transfer space. But that's really a brief introduction to how I got into the transfer world. It, it was not something that I aspired to per se, but it is a, a newfound passion that I have, and which is one of the reasons I'm very excited to talk about coaching and some of the things that we're doing in, in the transfer space with coaching. Um, but uh, it, it's it my I guess my career journey, my career history is definitely a testament to uh, following opportunities. So if if there's one thing I've learned in in the way that I've progressed through my career tenure, it's uh, it's opportunities have opened up for me and um, I have embraced those and it's led me to where I am, which like I said, I'm, I'm very excited about. And we're doing a lot of fun stuff in the transfer space, which I know we'll talk about today. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's how I ended up where I'm at. That's awesome. And, you know, thinking about transfer success, UCF is not new to this game. We've been working in CES in this space for, geez, uh, 20 plus years, really. And so... You and I got together first uh, in terms of professionally uh, learning from each other through the Foundations of Excellence process uh, mm-hmm. a few years ago, and actually was one of the bedrock foundations of why we formed the Transfer Success Network. If you could maybe tell us a little bit about what that process was like and what Foundations of Excellence was, and maybe some, you know, one or two things that UCF learned from that. Sure. Um, so this was a really exciting project. Um, the Foundations of Excellence, it's a methodology, and it was designed by the Gardner Institute in uh, North Carolina. And we were one of, one of the largest institutions, probably still is, uh, the largest institution that has engaged in the process of Foundations of Excellence. So in 2014-2015, that particular academic year, uh, we partnered with the, with the Gardner Foundation and put into practice this, this methodology. And so the first year um, of this process is that you do a deep dive intensive self-study across your campus. And we have nine different had nine different dimension committees. And each one of those dimension committees were focused on a particular aspect of the transfer student experience. Uh, Michael, you were you were a fantastic lead on one of our dimension committees, served as a co-chair there. And um, what we found and what we discovered, uh, I think to your point and how you phrased it, it really helped to shed some light on the different challenges that a transfer student experiences coming into our institution. But I do want to underscore, it also very much highlighted the successes that we have and the, the the things that we were doing well in the transfer space. So it served two different purposes for us. One was one we knew going in that it would expose some of the, the challenges that we still have, particularly as a very large institution around the, the transfer student experience and focused on transfer student success. So it did expose some of those weaknesses and challenges. But uh, serendipitously, it also highlighted for us that we are doing some really great things in the transfer space. So it allowed us to, to also, while we're focusing on the challenges, focus on how we can increase and improve, uh, improve those those aspects that we're doing quite well in the space. So, to your first question of you know what did we learn out of this? Um, we had uh, part of the the FOE process um, was that we had not only that deep dive, but we also had some surveys. So students took surveys, and also our faculty and staff took surveys around the transfer student experience. And so we had that student voice, we had that that faculty and academic voice, um, administration voice 
staff voice. And so at the end of that first year process, we had 118 uh, different recommendations around how we can really focus in on the transfer student experience. Um, when we started to look at those 118 different recommendations, we found that they really centered on four key areas. Uh, the first is transfer student communication. How are we communicating with our students? Is it a streamlined process? Um, how can we improve those communications, uh, not only the message, but also delivery? Uh, how can we provide students just-in-time information so that they're not completely overwhelmed when they first come into the institution and, and transfer and transition into the institution? Uh, the second key area that we that we really started to focus in on, uh, transfer student credit evaluations. Um, <clears throat> so how can we improve that process of students – understanding how their courses are going to transfer, how they're going to uh, – the credits and how they're going to, to transfer into the institution, what those credits mean for them. Uh, so the transfer student um, credit evaluation was the second one. The third one was student engagement. Um, students, especially now that we're in a heavy online space as well, um, students want a sense of belonging with their institution. And so one of the factors that we started to key in from Foundations of Excellence was how can we increase that sense of belonging and engagement with uh, with the institution by our transfer students. And then fourthly, um, we heard, and this is why I brought up the surveys, we heard um, – loud and clear from our faculty. Uh, they want to be engaged in the transfer process. They want to understand how they can be champions of transfers as they're coming into the institution. So um, developing transfer student, um, what we call academic connections um, with their faculty uh, and also with the advising staff as well. Um, how can we continue to build and strengthen those, those academic connections for transfer students? Uh, so those were the four key areas, communication, credit evaluation, engagement, and then what we term academic connection uh, were some of the highlights that we discovered from FOE. You know, that academic engagement is such an important part. And I found one interesting uh, tidbit when I was the director of the Office of Student Involvement at uh, UCF. We used to survey our students, and one of the uh, questions that we had for our student engagement survey was, how comfortable do you feel speaking with a faculty member? And by a two-to-one margin, transfer students felt confident talking with their faculty members than are like traditional FTIC students. Do you find that surprising? I don't find that surprising, truth be told, Michael. Um, and I, I lean back into my own transfer experience. So when I was at um, College of Central Florida, uh, our classes were smaller. Um, we had uh, more, I, I guess, would you would say direct contact with the faculty. Um, it, so I developed, I guess, the skill set that I needed to um, approach the faculty and so when I transitioned or transferred over into UCF, uh, obviously that, that skill set came with me. So I did not have any problems myself personally um, connecting with faculty and asking faculty questions and going to their office hours and those types of things. So I think from the transfer perspective um, – the students are getting the skill set that they need in order to engage with faculty, um, probably more so than than students who are coming in as, as um, FTICs. Yeah, I, I think that that obviously that um, uh, being able to connect through a small class versus those large survey courses really do help, especially for mm -hmm. students that need that extra help. So um, one of the projects that we're working on with the Transfer Success Network, and, and let's start thinking about um, kind of this coaching uh, lens is the mm -hmm. idea of trying to help students become what we're calling transfer ready. 
Sure. When you think of a transfer student and whether or not they are ready to transfer, what are the qualities uh, that a student needs to possess? Uh, great question, and that's definitely starting to become part of the vernacular in the transfer space, isn't it? How, how do we make students transfer ready, and what does that transfer ready even mean? Um, I actually break it up into two parts, Michael. I think transfer ready or transfer readiness, I think it's helping that student, that transfer student, to develop an understanding of the experience of transferring of the experience of what they will have at their um, receiving institution, um, the expectations that the university has, you know, coming back to the to the point we just made. Um, I when I came into UCF, uh, I was familiar with classes that were 20 people, 30 people, you know, students that were with me, the classes were small. Uh, when I transitioned over to UCF, uh, one of the very first classes that I had was an auditorium seating of, of 300 students, right? And I wasn't really prepared for the expectation of those large classes. I knew the classes were going to be larger, um, but, you know, to experience it sitting in a classroom with 300 of my peers, um, it was different. It was, it was a different experience. Um, so I think when we think about transfer ready, it's, it's giving the students the understanding that they're going to need in terms of the, the university experience and the expectations and uh, the standards of the institution. I think there's a secondary component to that, which I would call major readiness or being ready for the major. Um, and this I would liken to um, making sure the students have the appropriate courses, that they're coming in with the prerequisites that, 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 that they need in order to uh, successfully transfer into the major. Um, that they are going to be uh, prepared for the rigors of that major. They have an understanding of what the expectations are from the program and from the major itself. They have an expectation uh, or at least an understanding of what the faculty will be expecting out of them, uh, how to approach their academic advisors and what question to ask there. So combined, you know, transfer readiness and major readiness, I think it's preparing that student holistically for not only what they're going to experience uh, in the classroom setting and, and through their major, but then also also, what the the university experience is going to be like as well. So I think um, the combination of those two, if we can if we can help that student to understand both of those components, I think that we will do those transfer students a great service and and truly make them both transfer ready and major ready. That's great. If you if you could just okay, I'm going to make you wizard of the world here. <laughs> So get ready. Um, You're assuming that I'm not already, but that's okay. Uh, there you, go. Ahead, <laughs> you know, that's what I love about you, your confidence in all this. Um, yes. <laughs> okay, so if you could change one thing about the transfer process right now, uh, what would it be? Uh, I think it, it, it may sound uh, maybe easy. I don't know. I think the communication pieces, truth be told, because resoundingly – what I think happens in the transfer process, and if I could change one thing and make it much more efficient, is oftentimes the institution, especially one as large as we are, um, feels like they have to get everything in front of that student immediately when they either are ready to transfer right before they come in or immediately upon transfer into the institution. So I think that the the student gets inundated with communications. Um, and it's, it's through no fault of anybody. You know, everybody wants to make sure that that student is getting the appropriate information from the university, from the major, from the college. And so um, 
I think that if we could streamline that process and truly allow that student to walk step through and have an understanding of the process a little bit better and the components of that process and build their confidence in that, then I think that that, that student is going to um, transfer in, in a much more seamless type of a way um, and less of what I would call, if we're kind of using a visual way, more jagged, which is where I think it is right now. They're not, it's not a smooth process for them. Um, and I think a lot of it just hinges around how we're communicating with them, the messaging, where it's all coming from, the just kind of being overwhelmed in that communication space. So I think that would that would be the first thing that I would change, um, that I would do. I think that would at least get us on the right path to smoothing out and streamlining that process. I, I think you're right. I, I uh, often use with my students, I call uh, communications with students. It's either a fire hose or a treasure map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We either right. open up the fire hose at orientation and they have to drink from that fire hose. And somehow we're just, con- you know, we're, we're, we can't understand why they didn't consume all of that water at once. Mm-hmm. Or we give them a treasure map. Don't tell them how to read the treasure map and hope that they can somehow get to the right place uh, mm-hmm. with little or no communication. So mm-hmm. I think you're really on to something. So speaking of that, um, UCF just recently opened not only their new transfer center um, here on campus, but also a transfer connect page online. Looks Mm -hmm. like you're making some real efforts in this communication area. We are. Um, and here again, I think that comes back to the to the vision of Pam Cavanaugh and what she's been doing in the transfer space. Um, so there's a couple of things that have that have happened at UCF recently that I'm certainly excited about and kind of leans into what we were just talking about, Michael, in terms of communication. Um, at this point, um, we've, we've recently done a, a what I would call a reorganization, even though that's, that's kind of a heavy word. But um, through this reorganization, uh, transfers are now coming through uh, essentially one door. Um, we In the past, they've had multiple doors to come through, um, but with this reorganization, we have Transfer Connect. And through Transfer Connect, um, we are working directly with transfer students. All transfer students are coming through uh, Transfer Connect, whether they be from our uh, distinctive Direct Connect to UCF partnership or they're coming from outside of that Direct Connect partnership, um, <clears throat> whether they be out of state, uh, you know, international students, they're all coming through uh, that Transfer Connect door. Um, And with that, um, the Transfer Connect team has done a fabulous job on thinking about what the transfer students need and then moving quickly to stand those up. So you mentioned, too, um, the Transfer Student, um, the Transfer Connect webpage, uh, I think is going to be transformative. What we've done, and here again, back to the communication pieces, if you were to, in the past, hit UCF's domain website, there were pages upon pages located everywhere around transfer, um, what transfer students need, information about transfers and transferring and, and different pieces of the transfer process. And they were just kind of blown everywhere around the entire UCF online presence. What Transfer Connect has done is it's taken all of that information and made a virtual one-stop shop. For transfer students. So wherever that transfer student is in the journey, whether they are pre-transfer, they're actually <clears throat> going through the transfer process, or they are post-transfer and, here, and are here at the institution, that page is the one source that that is going to be so beneficial for them or is so beneficial for them because we've now launched it, um, that one source of information for them. Uh, so it's, 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 it's been fantastic in terms of the communication pieces. 
The second, as you mentioned, is our new transfer center, and that is the physical space that we now have on campus. Uh, we have a new director, Angie Smith, who's fantastic. Uh, her new team member, Bernard Huggins, is, is also uh, an expert in the transfer space. So the two of them form a powerhouse team in terms of running this, this transfer center. And the goal here was that um, we heard loud and clear from transfers that they wanted a physical space, um, a space that was that was for them that was a location where they could find experts in the space of transferring. Um, and so we we stood up the Connect Center, or excuse me, the Transfer Center, and um, we opened it up, I think it was last week, uh, with their grand opening, and it was fantastic. There was so much interest from across the campus. They had so many students that were popping in. Um, so it's, it's going to be an exciting uh, new addition to the campus landscape uh, to have transfers, have a home, have a space, a physical location where they can go, they can mingle, they can get their questions answered. There's coaches on staff there, there's study rooms, there's uh, meeting spaces. And so it's really going to be a, a great addition here again to the campus landscape for our transfer students. I saw a couple of photos from the uh, ribbon cutting. I love a good ribbon cutting. Mm -hmm. I, I want a <laughs> pair of those giant uh, scissors so that I can just carry it around and just do ribbon cuttings around town. You know, we don't have enough ribbon cuttings, Michael. I, I am with you. I, I think I we agree. just need to cut ribbons everywhere. <laughs> that sounds like, yeah. <laughs> sounds like a plan. Let's you and I do that. Um, I'm, on, I'm on it. So you mentioned coaching. Let's turn our attention yes. to coaching because uh, that's uh, going to uh, kind of fill up the second half of our discussion here. Um our um, team at the Transfer Success Network, uh, FIU, USF, and UCF, have formed the Consortium Coaching Collaborative. Um, mm -hmm. First, tell us a little bit about what the collaborative is and uh, what you hope is going to be accomplished by this collaborative. Certainly. Um, well, we are ecstatic to be um, a partner of the consortium. And, you know, Michael, through your leadership, I think it's been important, uh, an important element to add this coaching layer. So specifically about the collaborative, um, the coaching collaborative that we've stood up, um, as you mentioned, um, the Helios uh, Foundation has given us some grant money to run this. But the whole purpose here is to take this idea, this growing trend of coaching in the higher education space and offer training around it. Um, I would say that the what we've done here at UCF, um, when we first launched coaching in, in 2015, um, we were we're opening the door on a whole new way to work with students and to support students, particularly in our lane transfer students. And so taking that what we call UCF methodology of coaching um, and developing a training program around that that we can then share through the consortium, I think is going to be transformative for the partners in the consortium. So the collaborative is a way for uh, UCF to offer our our expertise in the coaching space to others who are interested in either learning more about coaching or becoming coaches themselves and learning that methodology to apply in their own work with students. So the coaching collaborative, um, we're going to be offering it for the next few years, um, a, a class each term, if you will. And it's going to be an opportunity for us to train individuals on the coaching methodology and how they can deploy that methodology in their work with students. That's awesome. And, and, you know, I love the idea of coaching because I think we've all had a coach at some point in our life that really uh, helped not only answer questions, but motivate us to perform mm -hmm. at a higher level. Uh, that said, what's the difference between, say, a coach and an academic advisor? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you first set up the question really well, Michael. Um, and one of the things I really like what I just heard you is the fact that we've all had a coach somewhere, right? Whether or not that person was called a coach, it was somebody that helped to motivate you, to inspire you, uh, to move forward in goals that you may have set for yourself, uh, somebody to be a champion with you, not give you the answers, not give you the direction, but help you to discover the skills and the talent that you already have in order to apply those to your own successes and finding your own strategies uh, and your own wins, if you will. So we take that same idea in coaching and we apply it to how we're supporting our students. So the difference between uh, academic uh, advising and coaching, in fact, I really don't like the, to, to position it in a way of different um, because it, it sometimes sets it up in that there, you know, there's advising over here and there's coaching over here and they don't symbiotically work together. Um, I'm trying to diffuse that just a little bit because we are in such partnership with not only the academic advising community, but other support mechanisms across our campus. Um, but the way that I, Um, I liken advising and coaching is this. Advising, I would position as the what. Um, So what does that student need to be successful in completing the major? What does that student need to be successful to academically navigate uh, the university and the policies? What does that student need from the academic side of the equation in order to be successful and to complete the major? Um, So let's say that the uh, advisor recommends that to stay on track, a student takes 15 credit hours. The coach will then work with that student to understand how. Um, So if the advising is, is the what, the coaching is the how. So uh, the advisor has mentioned that the student to stay on track needs 15 credit hours this semester. How is that student going to juggle those 15 credit hours and to successfully complete those 15 credit hours if the student is, let's say, a single uh, parent who has you know a sick mom living with them at home? Um, so what we do from the coaching standpoint is we focus on helping that student to discover the skills and the resources that they need in order to academically complete, in order to be successful academically. Academically. And then I would ask also layer on top of that, um, not only academically, but, you know, from an educational standpoint to be successful as an educational uh, on, on their educational journey uh, in their professional goals as well. So it's it's really layering on the how on top of the academic what. And so this is where it becomes this really nice symbiotic circle uh, because the advising community is so supportive of the student and working with the student in their expertise, in that major, in that expertise and the code is there to work with that student to understand their goals, understand goal-setting activities, uh, is there to champion that student to to move forward in, in their goals. And so um, that's how I, I position coaching in the higher education space, at least the way that we operate here at UCF. That, that really, that difference between the what and the how is such mm-hmm. an important uh, part of, I think, where the kind of that continuum of the student experience uh, can be tripped up so easily. Uh, mm-hmm. We tell students what all the time, uh, but mm-hmm. this idea of focusing on how. Now, for transfer students in particular, um, mm-hmm. in your experience, how have they uh, particularly benefited from a coaching uh, situation? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's two aspects, and we're great about this, obviously, in higher education. Um, but there's two aspects that, uh, of this that I love is that we're not only seeing quantitative results, we're definitely seeing qualitative results. Um, so to answer your question directly from the qualitative standpoint, we're, we're coaching has now become part of the vernacular for our transfer students. Um, they're wanting to connect with their coach. They're wanting to, uh, you know, where can I get a coach uh, type of a feel? So it's become part of the vernacular for the transfer student, which is very exciting for us. Um, so we have built a culture of coaching, which I'm so proud of. Um, and transfer students are starting to understand that coaching is that added layer of support for them. That here again, that champion that's going to work with them uh, and support them not only at the start of their educational journey, but all the way through. So when a transfer student comes to the university, even pre-transfer, that coach is working with that transfer student from let's say inquiry all the way to graduation. So that 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 coach is going to be beside that student throughout their entire educational experience, which is really cool and very different than what we may think about in the higher education landscape. Because we truly are, in this sense, we're moving from those transactions uh, to a more relationship-based approach on how we're working with our transfer students. So from a qualitative standpoint, um, our students are loving it. Um, we uh, have various surveys that we give out at different points. And, I mean, they're they're off the charts, uh, high 90s, 98, 99% of students are just so pleased, not only with the services that they're, um, that they're receiving from the coach, but this is, I think, a more important indice for me is that um they indicate that they are understanding the next steps they need to take in their transfer journey and they're understanding the next steps they need to take to reach their their own goals. And so just understanding that the students are understanding um, those different measures and are embracing them, uh, I think is powerful for what we're doing with coaching. The second aspect is we are seeing uh, quantitative results as well. Um, so we're seeing our transfer students who, um, who have the potential to be coached, we're seeing higher rates of um, persistence, retention, and graduation with their students. We're also seeing higher levels of uh, course success as well. Um, so I'm not going to profess that it's 100% causal. You know, we can't make those declarative type statements. But what I am seeing is that the the coach population um, is is having better success, quantitatively speaking, in those areas. Again, persistence, retention, graduation, and course success uh, than those students who are not. Um, so I, I I'm very proud of what we're doing with coaching, and I think we're definitely making an impact on the students, not only um, here again what we're hearing quantitatively, but certainly qualitatively as well. Well, we're hoping to expand that uh, data set mm-hmm. as we expand coaching to USF and FIU as well um, to right. get, a, get a good idea of how it uh, also impacts on other campuses. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, if I may, you know, you use the word impact, and I think it's a great one. Um I would say that we're not only seeing great results from the student side, um, a, a surprise, maybe not surprising, I would say a very um, uh, serendipitous maybe outcome that we didn't expect is that our staff are loving it. Those mm. that are coaching students um, are loving this as well. Um, we're hearing that they like being with the student from start to finish, from inquiry to graduation. They um, a- appreciate being able to impact the students differently um, at, because this is a relationship effect where the coach is with that student. They're able to see that student change over time, and that becomes powerful 
for the coach and rewarding for the coach. Um, so now we're in the space where we have coaches receiving graduation invitations and thank wow. yous. Um, you know, emails are, are, are starting to populate up to the supervisors where, you know, students are just saying, I could not have done this without you. Um, and so I think that validates um, not only our coaching methodology and what we're doing, but it's certainly powerful uh, and impactful for the coaches themselves, which has been um, a wonderful reward out of our coaching methodology here at UCF. That's fantastic. There's nothing better than when you're invited to a student's graduation mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. you get a chance to share that with some of their family members and see the the why uh, that we mm-hmm. have with a lot of our students, why they have come to college and why it's so important to them. Speaking of which, a lot of the students that you serve are first generation, low income mm-hmm. and come from mm-hmm. um, traditionally underrepresented populations. Um, Do you treat coaching any differently with these populations or is there a different methodology to approaching and working with them? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it out that distinctly, Michael, um, because um, the way that coaching works is that you get to know your student. Um, and so here again, I think that that's the powerful piece of coaching. You um, you understand as a coach, and I will say from our training perspective, how we train our coaches is that there's so much diversity in all of the students we serve. Every student that you coach is going to be different than the next student that you coach. And that includes all of those items that you mentioned in terms of first gen, low income, minority populations. Um, the, the coach is trained to work with every student that's in front of him or her. And so um, we don't coach differently, um, but the coaching methodology impacts all of those students and all of those um, student experiences. Um, <clears throat> so when you're when you're going through the coaching methodology and you're building that relationship with students, one of the first things that you do, and you actually use the word, um, you you discover the why, right? Why is that student here? What does that student hope to accomplish here? And then through that relationship, you get to understand what's going to impact the student that you're coaching the most. So for instance, if I'm um, working with a first-generation student, what are the resources on campus that I can help guide that student toward where that student is going to get a sense of belonging as a first-gen student here on campus? So I'm using my expertise as a staff member or as a coach here at UCF. Um, to to guide that student to the resources that we have, um, and it's you know it's the same way with. Um with, as we're working and we're coaching with students, we're developing in them, as I mentioned before, the skill set that they that they need in order to be what we call um, uh, develop a level of self-efficacy, self-empowerment, uh, grit, growth mindset. So we're helping to build in these students all of those wonderful resources and skills that they're going to take with them, not only through uh, their educational experiences, but beyond as well. So um, we back to the point, we don't um, differ differentiate those particular populations, uh, at least in our coaching methodology. Now, some campuses do. Um, uh, There are some institutions that will have specific coaching programs and coaching plans uh, for specific populations. In fact, I was just talking with a a coach from another institution yesterday, and she's trying to stand up a coaching program uh, specifically for STEM, for STEM students. Mm. Um, So you can apply coaching differently. Um, in, In our case, we have taken a more holistic approach. And so we're working with students as transfers. And then through the coaching, we're getting to know them along all of their other unique experiences. Now, uh, with your um, in the past, you've run cohorts of uh, training up 
coaches in the past uh, at UCF, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. And, mm-hmm. and you've included some of your state college partners in that, right? That, yeah, that's correct. Mm-hmm. And we're very excited about that. Um, we've also taken training to other institutions outside of the state of Florida. Oh, wow. So uh, mm-hmm. this methodology is going worldwide. Uh, <laughs> eventually. Yeah, that's, that's- that's a hope there. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. we'll need to board a plane for Barcelona here soon. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> and so um, when you get into a training, like, okay, let's say I'm a staff member and I'm mm-hmm. interested in getting into uh, coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sign up for the training. What's the training going to be like? What are, what are participants going to learn and do while they're um, sure. participating in the collaborative? Yeah, so we're uh, super excited not only about the collaborative, but how we are continuing to expand training in the space of coaching for higher education. So um, I I guess just to set the frame um, here for just a second. So coaching as a profession has been around for I mean, centuries, right? So back to the point that we talked about before, somewhere at some point, somebody has worked with you, uh, whether it be a friend, a colleague, or a designated coach to help motivate you through whatever life journeys you may be experiencing. So coaching as a profession, um, uh, life coaches, organizational coaches, executive coaches, the profession has been around for, for eons. The higher education space, however, is new to coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we have just started to embrace coaching um, around about the 2000s is when we started the, the turn of the century, when we started to really embrace coaching. Um, and so there is not a lot of training opportunities out there yet. Um, so this is where the our methodology in UCF is really trying to get into the space of helping to train coaches, um, obviously particularly for higher education, and apply the coaching tenets to working with students. So it's a very specific niche of coaching. So when you ask the question of what students are, or excuse me, what participants are going to experience when they get into the course with us, particularly through the collaborative, um, it's going to be a really exciting, dynamic, fun, engaging type of a curriculum. Um, <clears throat> so there, there are going to be opportunities for us to work synchronously. So there will be a, a few live components um, where we're able to get together and to network and to role play and to learn from each other. Um, There's also going to be some asynchronous uh, online work uh, as well. So it's not not all coming together and there's opportunities for the participant to digest these these concepts uh, through the web course. The collective as a whole is a uh, 40-hour, 10-week program. And in that, they're going to learn several key areas about coaching. They're first going to understand or or, uh, be given the tenets of uh, the history of coaching, uh, why coaching in the higher education space. The other thing that I'm really big on is linking coaching to established theories. And so we're going to talk about the theories in the coaching space, uh, the student development theories and how coaching applies to that uh, or to those <clears throat> and and working in that those first parts of the of the course to really think about how what we're doing, the tenets of coaching are applying to those theories um, from the higher education space. The second thing that we're going to do, the second portion of the class is really hone in on those coaching skills. So developing in the participants 
participant, this idea of active listening and active questioning, um, to, uh, building the relationship with the student, walking the student through a coaching session with the goal of moving that student forward. So every coaching session that I have with a student, my goal is to move that student forward. So at the end of our coaching journey together, I want that student to be in a different, better place they were before, you know, before they met me. Um, so that's the whole goal of coaching at the end of the day to really help that student to soar. Um, and then ultimately the, the third, um, part of the class, the closing it together is, um, helping that coach to understand how to move through challenges, um, how to, uh, engage that student. Um, and then in the course throughout the entire tenure of the course, we're going to be doing, like I said, a lot of role playing, applying of the skills and really helping to form that part participant to be ready to start coaching students. That sounds both comprehensive, but a lot of fun. Uh, I, I love I love a good getting into like a training session and you got like a role play where you get to act out a scenario. And then mm -hmm. and then you, you look across and, and you're supposed to be the student and the coach is supposed to be coaching you. And then inevitably you're going to start giggling. It's just it's something right. about it. It's just because you, you, you get into your role and then everyone just looks at each other like, what are we doing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's figure this out. But uh, it's um, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing this whole process uh, play out. Just a couple more questions before I let you go. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. So you've been doing this for a while. Why do you mm -hmm. believe in academic coaching? And if mm -hmm. I'm like, uh, say, a little bit anxious about going through this program, sure. how do you relax that person to say everything? It's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, to answer your first question first, um, why do I believe in, in coaching? Because I've seen it work. I've seen the power of it. Um, I myself uh, coach a handful of students. Um, <clears throat> so it's the one thing that um, that I make sure that I build into my work schedule is the opportunity to continue to coach um, students. And so I have seen transformations in students. I have seen confidence grow. Uh, I have seen ideas ignite. I have seen um, a student get so excited about something that he or she discovered uh, in the learning process and in the coaching process that we've had together um, and the, the relationships that have been formed through that. So I am speaking from a, a person that has engaged in coaching. Um, so I've seen the power of it. Um, personally speaking. So that's one of the reasons that I believe in coaching. Um, the second is, as we talked about before, I'm seeing the responses of students and their reaction to coaching. So um, not only have I experienced it one-on-one -on -one with the students that I personally coach, in the aggregate, we are hearing that students are wanting their coaches. They're wanting somebody to um, validate them, to listen to them, to build a relationship with them, to move from the transaction to this long-term championing of of them throughout the entire academic journey. Um, <clears throat> as they're going through different milestones, somebody to congratulate them. As they're going through low points, somebody to help um, reframe that low point and, and move them forward. Uh, or help move themselves forward, I guess I should say. So I, that's the second reason I believe in it, because in the aggregate, I've seen the students be passionate about it. And then to layer on a third one is I have seen the quantitative results, not to get cold around it, but um, it, I have seen the quantitative results as well. And, and seeing that in mass, we can use coaching to help move students to higher levels of persistence, retention, graduation, and academic success. So um, that's the reason I believe in coaching. And there's, I think it's multi 
multifaceted, but I think the results that we're seeing, you know, personally and professionally, and as I mentioned in the aggregate, are so powerful. Um, so it really speaks to what we're doing here uh, at UCF with coaching. Um, to somebody, to a student who is unfamiliar with coaching uh, and is uh, maybe tentative about the coaching process, what I would say to them is one, be open and be willing um, that we as coaches, we're here to help guide them, to support them. Um, so in those first coaching sessions, we really get to know that student and develop that relationship with the student. So it becomes um, uh I don't want to say casual, but that's the word that's in my head. Um, it becomes a process where it, it's not a rushed process. It is a um, it's it's developed over time. That relationship is developed over time. Um, so for anybody that's tentative about coaching, I would first say. Uh, be open to it, give it a try, be willing to engage in it. And uh, I think from those first few experiences, they'll start to see the benefit of it. Well, I think that's a great place to to end our conversation, that idea of being open to it, just mm-hmm. wanting to, to take in that coaching and um, ultimately be a more successful student because of it. And, and I love this idea that so many professionals uh, are actually finding some of their professional voice and embracing coaching themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, when there's a, a great symbiotic relationship there, I think everyone wins. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Well, I just have to say here again, congratulations on the podcast. It's been a very fun conversation. So thank you for your interest in coaching and what we're doing here at UCF in terms of coaching. Um, as you know, we work together closely through the collaborative. So that's that's going to be a lot of fun. And I can't wait to, to launch our first session of that. So there's so much going on in the transfer space. I'm happy now that coaching is included in that. And um, it, at the end of the day, it's all about the success of each and every individual student. So, um, so I'm excited to continue this journey, um, uh, with you through the consortium. So thank you, Mike. Absolutely. Thank you. Dr. Jenny Sumner of the university of central Florida joining with us today to talk about academic coaching and and coaching in general and how it is helping and impacting the lives of students. Thank you all for joining us on our inaugural effort uh, to podcast about the world of transitions and and different times in students' lives whenever they're facing those uh, moving from one segment of their life to another, be it from high school to college, from uh, their community or state college to the university or from their university to a career. So in the coming weeks, we'll have other episodes that are going to focus on uh, things like uh, academic course transferring, um, course equivalencies, uh, as well as how to get started in a career. Uh, that'll be one specifically focused uh, on students to, to learn a little bit about how to find that career of purpose. So uh, without further ado, we're going to uh, bid you farewell and we will see you all next time. Thanks for your supporting the Florida Consortium, where we turn learning into talent for Florida's future. Uh, if you are interested in learning more about uh, Transfer Connect, you can go to connect.ucf.edu that back, uh, forward slash Transfer Connect. You can follow them on Twitter as well. They're a good follow on Twitter. Uh, also follow us on social media at Florida Consortium. We're also on Facebook and LinkedIn, or you can go to floridaconsortium.com. Thanks very much.